Hey everybody, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I thank you for tuning in, and I ask that as you listen to this week's message, that you apply it to your life, that you apply it to your heart, and that you allow it to grow inside a good harvest in the name of Jesus. The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want you to know that God desires to remove the toxins that the world puts in your mind. Um, I'm going to be speaking on a three-part series. This is part one of the three-part series. And I want you to continue to tune in to the rest of the other two that are going to be coming I believe that God wants to detox our minds, to remove the filth, to get rid of that toxin that the enemy and the world's ideologies and standards that they continue to put into and pump into our minds. I pray that as you listen to this word, it may be something that you may be able to hold on to and really just grow from the experience to allow God to detoxify your mind, to clean it out, to clear it out to restore and renew your mind and to change, make it to make a change in your mind so that God in the end will get the glory and you can truly begin to live in the way God intended you to live in freedom. I pray that this message bless you. Please share the message. If you're listening to this, share the podcast. Let someone know about this. Don't just hold it in. Let the world know who Jesus is and what they're doing here at Church of Jubilee. And always, God bless you. Have a great week. As you know, I've been promoting this three-part series that we're going to be going over. And uh, I've entitled the three-part series, Detoxing the Mind. So the book of Romans chapter 12, verses, uh, verse two. I always want to say verses one and two, but this is just verse two. Book of Romans chapter 12, verse two says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, what his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And in other terms, I would say it like this. I want you to repeat after me. God, change, which is another word for transform, and restore, which is another word for renew, my mind. That's the scripture we just read. God, change and restore my mind. Amen? Have your seats. Giving glory to God. Give God praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. We read in the opening scripture that we are not to conform to the pattern of this world. We're, we're, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which means when we think of transformed, you have to understand that a change has to take place. Amen? You cannot come to God and say that you are a part of God and want to be a God and you're with God if your life hasn't changed. You, can, you cannot be with God and not be changed, amen? God is an all-consuming fire who he encounters in loving ways in many ways. He contaminates with good grace and mercy, hallelujah. And if you must understand that if you come in contact with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, then you know that you're coming in contact with the true king, amen? And a change happens. You don't want to live the same anymore. You don't want to be the same anymore. You desire to do something better for your life, amen? 
But our strategy is I go through these these series, we're going to be doing three parts. So we got part one, next Sunday will be part two, and we're going to continue on to part three. Our strategy is ultimate. Write this scripture down. I want you to write it down or put it in your phone. These two scriptures are important. So you have already read the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. You've already read that scripture. Um, I want you to write that down. You'll study it this week. I pray that you'll be able to meditate on it. And then I want you to write down another scripture, which is in the book of 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 5. You see, I, don't, I can come up here and preach, uh, a, you know, an hour-long message, or I can bring it on fire, and I can, but I want you to walk away with something that's going to empower you this week. Something that you can say, you know what? God, you spoke to me in that sermon on Sunday, and I'm going to apply it to my life this time. Hallelujah. Because that's where the transformation, that's where the change begins to happen. Hallelujah. And, and, you know, and I, wanna, I want God to use me to just... Pour out whatever he has. So I ask that you open your minds. Okay, so the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says this. Listen to this very carefully because this is your weapon right here. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What I want to tell and share with you today is that God says it's time to clean your mind a little bit. It's time to get our minds detoxed from the toxins that are in the world. Hallelujah. And the way we do it is we got to take every single thought that runs through our mind and we got to say, does it set itself up against God or does it set itself for God? Hallelujah. Because if it sets itself up against God, then we need to cast it down. Amen. We need to capture it and say, God, make this thought obedient unto you. Hallelujah. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You have to understand one thing, church, that the battle is not a physical battle you fight with fists. Hallelujah. It is a battle that's in your mind. You getting that? I need you to get that because that's the most important thing. The devil's not going to come and attack you and say, hey, I'm going to bring the best boxer to box you. What he's going to do is attack your mind so that you can start already fearing before you even get to the boxer. Hallelujah. You see, the battle is in your mind. And if we understand that, then the detox process can start happening. Hallelujah. So this three-part series, I'm going to be explaining how it's possible to detoxify your mind from this world's filth, from the ideologies. I mean, my goodness, if there ever was a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, which is a place that was not pleasing to God, it is now that we live in these times. Hallelujah. Just look at your Facebook. You'll see tons of stuff that you're like, are you serious? All across the world. For those, I'd say this real quick. I don't want to take too much time on this. For those of you who don't know, there's a journalist that was named, uh, I can't even say his name, Kadash, because something, because something, something with a K. He has a long old name. But the, the point is, this, I'm just going to say this real quick. This man goes to a, 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 you know, he's across the country. He's, he's a journalist for, for our American news here. And he goes over there and he goes to an embassy and he never makes it out because he had, he had a lot of criticism against the Saudi king to make a long story short. But here's the point. He disappeared in a matter of seconds. The moment he walked in the door, he had a hit squad take him out. They dismembered his body and they took him. And, you, and he never made it out of the building. You want to talk about this world being a sick place. You go into a building, you don't make it out because you've been cut up. They cut your body and put it in suitcases and took you out. And nobody even knows. That's powerful. I mean, that's, that's how evil this world's gotten. 
But for you and I, we have the assuredness, the hope that there is a God that says, you're my child, and there's some things that I want to free you from, hallelujah. But before I can get to the freedom part, I got to get to your mind, hallelujah. Because the mind sometimes can be very stubborn, hallelujah. It can be very doubtful. It can be very selfish at times. But God wants you to know today that he's here to detoxify the detox of mind, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I don't want you to miss out on any of the series we're going to be going over. They're extremely important. And I believe that if you truly apply this the series to your life, you will live so much more in freedom. You will be much more freer. Hallelujah. So let's figure out what the word detox, what does that come from? What does this word mean? You know, I, I mentioned it earlier before. I said, you know, many of them, you guys remember detox from alcoholism, right? You, your addiction to alcohol and they go to detox, right? Or you go to the detox tank when you get locked up because you're intoxicated. But today I want to bring something to you that the word detox comes from the full word of detoxification, which means this. Listen to this. This is how it's defined. The process of removing toxic substances or qualities. Toxic. Toxic. Not nutritional. Not electrolytes. Toxic. Hallelujah. And when you use it as a verb, it says it's like this. To abstain, which means to keep away or rid the body of toxic or unhealthy substances. You see, God's going to take our mind today, and he's going to start the process of cleaning it. And the reason he's going to do that is because he wants you to live in freedom. He doesn't want you to worry about tomorrow. And, I mean, yes, we got to, you know, plan out our future. But I'm saying, like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Oh, my gosh, I'm so worried. God, what am I going to do, Brother Abram? I don't have a bills paid. I don't have this paid. I got to go to school very soon. Oh, what am I going to do, God? Oh, my Lord, I haven't spent time with you. And, and you're all so worried. Or, oh, my gosh, I messed up. Oh, my gosh, I messed up. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Please, God. Please, I'm going to go to hell if you don't forgive me. God, I need you right now. Does that sound like some of us? Can I just be real? Can we be real today? I don't need you to give me a hands up like that's me. But I need you to apply it to yourself and ask yourself if you're like that. But that's not the way God wants you to live. So the, but the Bible never specifically ever mentions the word detoxification or detox. It never speaks about that in that sense. But there are some scriptures that we can talk and that we learn about. That there are quite a bit of scriptures that talk about um, riddling our minds and abstaining from, uh, you know, carnal thoughts. To keeping our minds away from the things that we shouldn't be focused on. Hallelujah. To not be feeding our minds perversion and, and filthiness that, that brings nothing good to our soul. Hallelujah. So this is why one of the main reasons we need the detoxification. That's the reason why. Because we live in a world where all around our life is nothing but junk. Hallelujah. Except for within the circle of God. We live in a world where this is, I just gave you an example of somebody who was assassinated. <laughs> That's the filth we live in. You know how I knew about that? Because the news reported it. Do you know why it's that so important to the news? Because the enemy uses the news at times to place fear in people. You don't want to walk in the church because you're afraid you're going to get shot up. The enemy 
is attacking the mind, hallelujah, of believers of this world, hallelujah. And our society has come to the point where we've kicked Jesus out. We've, 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 uh, we don't want to, uh, you know, as a world, I'm talking as a whole, we don't want to accept God anymore. Because it's easier to believe that we came from apes versus that we came from a God, hallelujah. It's easier to believe that, you know, I can go live my whole life and, and do whatever I want. And yet at the end of the day, I got a reward for doing wrong. But God wants to detox and remove those toxic substances. Hallelujah. The process of removing God from our educational system, it started with the lie from the devil. It did. And it led to someone's idea who felt offended. And before you know it, this world nowadays, you can't even mention Jesus anymore. Because somebody's bothered. My son and I were talking this on the way up here. In his school, it happens. I, I even go through this at work. At work, they can play all the secular songs. All the songs. Of heavy metal, ACDC, Metallica. They can do whatever they want. But you can't play a song of God. Because it bothers people and it's wrong. You see how twisted that is? If there's ever been a time to detox our minds, it's now, hallelujah. And God has kept you here and said, all right, child, all right, son, all right, daughter, I need you to get something today that I'm here to clean some minds out today. I'm here, so I, I need some real believers today to stand up and say, I no longer will conform to the pattern of this world. The world tells me that I got to fear, but God says, fear not, for I am with thee, hallelujah. The Bi my Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. I don't know what to tell you on that, because that scripture is powerful in itself. Hallelujah. It's powerful in itself. Love, power, and a sound mind. A sound mind means having your mind all together and not being, I'm crazy. I just feel crazy. I don't know. That's not a sound mind. That's a crazy mind. But that's a lie the devil feeds you. Hallelujah. God just said he gives you a sound mind. I believe the greatest influence over this world is the power of appealing through some of our senses. Hallelujah. Let me go into detail what I mean. The way the devil attacks you a lot of times is visual. What you can see. Amen, Brother Freddy? What you can see with your eyes is the way he's going to attack you. You know what he's going to do? If you're a man, he's going to put a, 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 a woman in front of you. And it's going to make you start thinking things. And if you let those thoughts go out of control, you're going to be out of control. For a woman, he puts in this image of a skinny young model. And he puts it before them. And then they begin to think that that's the way they should look, sister. That's what the world wants you to know. You're never perfect enough. You're never going to be great enough. You know what? You're absolutely right. But I got a God who says, I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to come to the perfect one. And his name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The forms of tox toxicity, toxicity, the forms of these things have a lot to do with what we see with our eyes. Stop for a moment and think about this. Let me give you some, I'm going to give you some facts. I'm about to go into a little bit of statistics and science here. Our minds are constantly being poisoned by what we see on the enemy's platforms. What are two of the greatest enemy's platforms that he uses? The internet and the television. Why? Because we see. We read. We see. You ready for some science? It's not science, it's statistics. According to a neuroscience research that was referenced in John, Molina's, John Medina's book of brain rules, listen to this. 
participants in studies only remembered 10% of information that was presented orally, which means when I'm like right now speaking, when they tested after 72 hours after instruction. However, the number jumps up to 65% when an image is added to the learning process. The basis of this idea lies in the pictorial superiority that effect, which means that if you see something visually and you hear it, you're 65% more likely to grasp it. And you want to know why our kids are struggling, and you're struggling at times. Because everywhere around us is filth. Everywhere around us is what the world says. I want you to see this. And Satan goes over there and says, okay, producers, I need you to produce this sick and twisted plot where, where you know, where this person over here cheats on this person, this person goes and sleeps with that person. And in the end, they become, a, you know, they go into a homosexual lifestyle. And in the end, they go kill themselves. That's what the enemy does. Amen. He does that, and he uses images and pictures, uh, and, and he uses, he uses these, I, these things that we see, and our minds are just capturing it and capturing it and capturing it, and, and we think there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with seeing that, and, and, and maybe you don't think so at the moment. But the devil says, uh, okay, we can't get to her now, but dig in her files, because in her files, there's some pornography in there. In his files, there's some pornography in there. Use that, bring that up, make a dream happen, get that whole most, get that whole uh, uh, biological thing, the whole mental thing going again. And before you know it, you're trapped and you're there with your phone. I'm talking about some real talk, amen. I believe the Lord wanted me to be as real as I can because he got to get to the church, hallelujah. He got to get to you and I who sit here today. And for those that are struggling with, with some kind of addiction, he wants you to know that he's come to detox your mind. He wants to take away those sinful things. He wants to remove all that filth that the world keeps putting in your mind. We can sit here all day and say we're not influenced by what we see and what we choose to view. I gave you one statistic of what they did a test on. One statistic. I don't know what statistics we have. But I guarantee you that's pretty mind-boggling. If I had an image, a projector right here, and I was showing you, you'd probably grasp a lot more than you're getting right now when I'm talking. You'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yes, that's right. Reading is another form that the devil appeals, amen? Because not only do you look at the pictures, then you want to read and say, what is this all about here? Let me read. So now you see a picture, you're reading it, so now you're involved with the words, and you begin to read it. And you begin to read things sometimes. If you're not reading the word of God, you're reading things that the world wants you to know. I open my news feed on my phone, and sister, there is a mess of everything that happened in the world, <laughs> And there's sometimes I'm all like, oh, man, man, I got to look at this story. Oh, man, I got to look at this story. And I get so entertained with those things, and I'm like, man, I got to get out of this. Because already, you know, by, before I know it, it's like 10 minutes have passed by. But then when it comes to reading the word of God, my flesh is all, come on, you want to read the word of God right now? There's something else you could be doing. Come on. Doesn't your flesh do that? Come on, let's be real. Your flesh is like, I don't want to read the Bible right now. I mean, I, I got to make use of my time. All of a sudden, it becomes time conscious. Hallelujah. I'm just being real. You know, reading stimulates your imagination. Use it for good. 
get to know the Lord. And when we say that, I know that sounds so cliche, like, yes, get to know the Lord, great, yes, have a happy life, yeah. No, 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 what I'm talking about is get to know him. Read his Bible. If the word of God says that, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. For God, okay, so God, you didn't give us a spirit of fear. I got it. And then, so then what did you give us? Power, okay? Power of what? Power in the name of Jesus. Love. Okay, how do I love God? And you know, that's the way you study and know God right there. You don't get off that verse or scripture until you understand what God wants you to take away from that. Hallelujah. So visually, the enemy attacks us visually. We know that. We're getting there. The toxicity of the media is probably one of the greatest strategies the enemy uses. Listen to this. I'm going to give you another statistic. I, I like to throw this in here because as much as we want to play here, sit here and play church, we're not perfect. And, and we all, even in the bigger churches, they all have these problems, okay? And let me go and I'm going to give you one. You're going to recognize I just talked about it. The addiction to pornography is at an all-time high. Okay? There was a survey that was done. And it was, a, it was a group of a people that, you know, they were in the church, and they called them the promise keeper men. 53% admitted to viewing online pro- pornography during the past week. 57%. You don't need to go to the, what is that place called on the, off the interstate? I hope nobody's ever been there. And if you have, oh, well, that's, that's your business. Huh? That's the one on the, I think it's Eros, right, or something like that? That, that adult store? Yeah, okay. Here's my point where I'm going with that. You don't have to go to the adult store anymore to be able to find what's in that place. You know why? Because the devil's made it really easy to do it. It's right here. You see how easy it is? This is why it's important for us as a church to properly educate our children, to properly educate ourselves and say, man, God, if I see this Flyer, this advertisement which always shows up on almost every website you visit, and not saying like a naked whip, you know, flyer, but it's like, you know, like, hey, you know, date this girl or something like that. I don't know. There's, there's just always these, these flyer and ads that just pop up, and they're, like I said, they're, they're fully dressed women, but they're trying to solicit dating, online dating, online dating. Find the girl in your area and all that. If it's that easy to grab it, man, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm worried about our future. we got to learn to detox our mind. Get away from that stuff. You don't want that stuff. You don't need that. I read a study when I was younger. I was doing a study on not so much pornography, but just the effects of, of, uh, you know, marriages and all. And I come to understand that um, I see a pattern when it happens. You know, when these people get involved with these addictions, they no longer see their wife the same. And then what happens is that their wife Right away notices it, right? How many of you know that your wives notice everything? Well, it's only a few of us married, so. <laughs> Our wives know when you're not the same, pretty much that, put it that way. Listen to this. You ready for another statistic? 47% of Christians said pornography was a major problem in their home. These are just studies. You can find all kinds of studies. And then you got the other studies that say nothing's wrong with pornography. You're good to go. It's a normal for a relationship. You can do it and all that stuff like that. You have that other study, and that's not of God. I can tell you that right now. 47%. It's time to detoxify the mind. It's time to understand that what doesn't feed your mind spiritually or with Christ is not for you. Amen? 
This is another way that the enemy attacks. We talked about the visual part. How about ideologies and standards? Hallelujah. You know, what does this world teach? We need instant results for lack of commitment. I need to be able to put my miracle, uh, Brother Abram, in Jesus' microwave and hit start. And in 30 seconds, I need it to be done. Because I need instant results, God. I am your child, God. Come on. Come on, God. Give me what I want. Isn't that the way we think sometimes? God, where are you? God, where are you? God, where are you? I don't hear your voice. I want you now. I need you now. I need you now. I need instant, 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 instant results. How much time did you put no, just talking to God? How much time did we go and give in prayer and just say, God, I just have a problem right now. And I'm going through this, God. And I need you to supply this need, God. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I'll trust you in this. But the world says, no, 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 no. You need to get instant results now, now, now. You don't need a commitment. Everybody wants a title, amen. Everybody wants to be something important in this world. But sometimes we don't want to work for it. And when it's free, it means nothing to you. The world's mentality is that there's no such thing as God and faith. Everything revolves around what you can do for yourself. And the enemy carries out his plan. If you don't know this, it's in the Bible. The enemy's plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. You know, I find it interesting that, you know, we live in a world where we just, it is what it is. We know the enemy's plans. We know what he, we know his whole playbook. And yet sometimes we allow our minds to start reading that other side. And then we're like, yeah, this looks pretty cool. I'll try this. It doesn't work. You know what? I'm not going to go to God yet. I'm not going to go to God because I, I feel like I got to be perfect for God. Huh. That's a lie. You don't have to be perfect for God. Because he will love you just as much. Does he want to detox your mind and change your way you think? Absolutely. Does he want you to make changes in your life? Absolutely. Does he want you to be perfect? No. Because he understands you will never be perfect. Because the one who was perfect died on a cross. And then resurrected. So that we through him would be found blameless and perfect. Hallelujah. That's what it comes down to. If you sit there and you wait. I, I've heard of this, you know, many ministries being placed on hold because they were worried that they weren't good enough for God. But that's what the enemy does. He entertains your mind. And while he's entertaining your mind, hey, get him, get him, go, 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 go. Throw this at him, throw that at him. We have movies that have no shame putting the devil's business out there. I'm talking about movies, and I'm probably going to hit some, some chords with you. But talking about some movies like The Conjuring, The Nun, and all that other filth that comes out. They have no shame in putting out their business. Those Satanists are like, Christians love that stuff. As a matter of fact, they'll probably be saying the most important ones that we get business from are the Christians. <laughs> so keep doing it. Satan, give me more. Give me more. And they say, Satan, give me more stuff to go off of. Give me more things to go off of so that I can go just pollute their minds so that when they're there glued to the screen and they're all watching that big old screen, I'm putting stuff in their mind and in their families. And, and the curses that we place behind the movies and all that are, are going to start trying to get in, involved in them. 
You think it's innocent, but there's a spiritual world and there's a physical world. And let me tell you that the spiritual world never rests. You may rest, but it never rests. This is why God says, I need to detox the church today. I need to step into this detox in the mind, hallelujah. Because if you can start seeing these things with your eyes, you'll be more, you won't be so susceptible to falling into what the enemy's traps do. Oh, I, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing, Satan. You want me to go watch that movie so I can go home and then, uh, can you leave the light on, babe? Because I can't sleep at night. Well, don't you have the Holy Ghost? Yes, I know. It's just something. Just leave the light on, please. For all, for you, just so you all know, I don't need the light on, okay? I know who my God is. And I say that with, uh, with everything, you know, I say that. Because when I was younger, though, when I was younger, the devil had me like that. I wouldn't move until my mom and dad moved. We slept in the same room one time when I was real small. And I would not move because the devil had so much fear on my life that I would not move until they moved. Literally, they had moved, then I would move. So I would be there sweating at night, be waiting for them to make a move so I can move. But when I became of age, I said, devil, you're going to pay for all that, that's for sure. All that turmoil, you're going to pay for that. I'm going to tell my kids at a younger age, my nephew at a younger age, and I'm going to say, here's how you defeat the devil. When he comes and knocks on your door, you got to defeat him. When he comes to bring in fear in your life, you got to step away and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus because that power is in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And if you can understand that the battle is in your mind, hallelujah, you will have the victory. But you got to put the time. You can't get the instant result. You cannot be over there living it up in the club all week and then you want to go and pray the name of Jesus off somebody. It ain't going to happen like that. You have to get a mindset that says, man, God, I got to just spend some time with you. If I'm driving in my car, God, can you hear me? God says, absolutely. If I'm at work, God, are you there? I'm here. That's the talk you got to have with them. I'm not saying you got to sit down and, you know, before anything and start praying and, you know, get. I mean, yeah, prayer is important. But I'm saying you don't have to. You can talk to God at any time, at any place, and anywhere. As a matter of fact, let me give you a secret so that it will help you. For those of you who get, wake up and you feel like the pressure's on your body, right? You wake, you sleep, you go to sleep, and then in the sleep, you're trying to wake up and you feel like you can't move anymore. That's a spiritual oppression. oppression. You know how you defeat that? Because it doesn't let you talk, right? You can't move. In your mind, you say, in the name of Jesus. In your mind, recognize at that moment, they're going to go away. There it is. That's what I told the enemy. I'm going to make you pay. You're not going to do that to anybody else. Hallelujah, Jesus. I tell my kids and family, when you feed your mind, what you feed your mind is what you will feed your spirit. And people think I'm crazy. I know. That's okay. I'm okay with <laughs> There's some jokes in my family, and they know what I'm talking about. There's some jokes. But I'll tell you one thing. The spiritual realm is real. You choose what lens to put on today. You choose to put on the lens today that says, I recognize that there is an enemy and he's out to destroy my mind and he's out to destroy me. Or you choose to put the other lens and say, it's just all a bunch of baloney. If you feed your mind junk and perversion, you will struggle with the toxin that comes from it. If you, if you watch that stuff, okay, I guarantee you, you're going to have a dream somewhere down the road. When you least expect it, and you're going to be there shaking and, oh, my gosh, pastor, come pray for me. <laughs> I don't need to pray for you. You just need to pray for yourself. Just claim that blood of Jesus, but keep your mind off of that stuff. Amen? 
Listen to this. This is the, this is the nice scripture that I want you to take down. Another one. Write this down. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. If you got a phone, type it in your phone. I need you to study these scriptures. These are gonna, what's really going to help you. Because I can sit here all day and preach to you all day. But the reality is, is that the secret weapon is the word of God. Not Pastor Jonathan. The, the weapon is the word of God. If you start using the word of God to fight the enemy, guess what happens? The enemy has to obey. And he has to leave. Philippians 4.8 says this. This is the English Standard Version. I figured it's easier to understand. Here we go. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Brother Abram, not, not false, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, which means whatever is worthy of someone saying, man, that's honorable that you did that. Whatever is just, whatever is pure. Hallelujah. Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, the apostle was saying, if there is anything that you should be thinking about it should, that is worthy of praise, think about these things. That's where your mind should be. Whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, whatever is uh, uh, commendable, whatever is lovely. If there is anything the apostle says you should be thinking, it has to be on that. That's the way a Christian man should think. That's the way a Christian woman should think. Hallelujah. That's what Paul, the apostle saying. You need to understand that that is what I, God wants you to know you should be thinking about. Here's another one real quick. We're going, I got to go a little bit faster. Divorce. Listen to this. Because the, it happens and it's, it's happened and I, you know, hey, that's between... We, you know, on one-off situations that we would talk. But I want you to know something. Here's a statistic. What did I tell you the enemy's out to do? Steal, kill, and what? Destroy. He wants to destroy marriages. You want to hear, have the proof? Check this out. In a study in Western cultures, more than 90% of uh, people marry by the age of 50. Pretty good, right? Pretty good thing. Everybody's married before 50. You know, 10% isn't. Healthy marriages are good for, are for good couples, mental and physical health. They are also good for children. Growing up in a happy home protects the children from mental, physical, and educational social problems. Listen to this, though. This is where the enemy steps in. 40 to 50% of married couples in the United States divorce. You have 90% of people being married, but almost half of them divorce. Isn't that so powerful? But you know what the enemy attacks first? Right up here. He attacks either the wife or the husband, and then before you know it, it turns into a non-communication thing. And then it turns into, I don't need them anymore. And it was a mistake, and, it, and I shouldn't have done this. And, and, and I'm only giving you this because this is one of the ways the enemy attacks. 40 to 50 percent of married couples in divorce in, in the United States divorce. That's that's just that's you know we we gotta get God to these people. We gotta get people to understand that God's desire is that a man and woman should be married in unity. Hallelujah for eternal life. That that the vows you make, huh? right, brother Abram? Until death do us part. God took that serious. It's like, hey, you're making a vow to me. Stick to your vow. It's hard, God. I know. But I'm not leaving you alone, God says. But if you choose not to put me in and into this whole marriage, then I have no choice but to just wait for you to open that opportunity, opportunity that I can, I can come to your marriage and begin to restore it. 
Here's another way, coming to a close very soon. Listening and audio, audio, just listening to it, you know, that's another form that the enemy attacks your mind. Right? All my kiki challenges out there, right? What's the first thing you wanted to do when you heard that kiki, are you with me song? Yes, kiki do love me stuff, right? You want to dance. It's in your mind. You're like, oh, you know, start doing your little thing there. But the enemy uses music. Look, think about it when you're in church. The moment the presence of God falls on a song, the moment God begins to move in your hearts, you feel that, just that emotion that, man, God, I feel so fulfilled right now. I feel so fulfilled, God. I feel like this is something that I don't, I have never, had, I've never had a drug do it. I've never had a girl or a guy that has ever been able to give me this feeling right now in this moment. And, and, and you start thinking that's the emotion part of it that starts off. And then God takes control of your soul and it just starts blessing you and saturating you. Well, the same thing happens when you listen to music. Hallelujah. Try it. Listen to a country song, you're going to be all sad, right? Especially if they start singing about Tennessee whiskey, right? You're going to start worrying about, oh, is that a good drink or not? Man, they sing so much about it. I wonder if I should try it, right? Or you got me dripping with finesse or something like that, right? Little catchy Bruno Mars, man, that guy has some crazy stuff. He has some crazy music. That music is something else. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. But you have music and it's the it's the the audio part of your either hearing of your of your ears and the hearing that you're listening to that song. And what the song is trying to tell you, it's slowly just hey, listen, listen to this part, listen to that part. Now you're gonna be lonely. You're gonna be depressed. I couldn't believe they came out with that song, that suicidal song that one time. You remember, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? The, the one that's all, you're, so, well, you're way too beautiful. Who? Sean Kingston? I, cu I couldn't believe that, brother, even that they had come out with a song that this guy's singing to a girl saying, you got me all suicidal. I, I couldn't believe that. I, I almost lost my mind. I was like, wow. You know who that's going to? Our kids. And then you know what they start feeling? My girlfriend, my boyfriend broke up with me. I, should, I feel like I want to do this. I ain't lying about anything. I'm just calling the devil's cards the way they are. That visual, that audio, the, the way you hear what you say, you, you hear it about depression, cheating, drugs, sexual immorality, have half-naked women, lust, they have alcohol in there, that, you know, they got drugs, they got gangs, and they're living it up and all parting it up, and you think, wow, what a lifestyle, that looks so cool. But at the end of the day, they're there killing themselves. Those stars are killing themselves because they were so happy, Right? You know that's a lie. But you got to protect your mind, church. You got to take those thoughts and you got to get them and say, God, your, your word says to make, take every thought captive, again, obedient, make it obedience until anything that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. God, this song does not honor you. I am not going to be a part of it. Because music controls your emotions at times. That's why you want to dance. It hits that little man that sounds good and then guess what throw in lyrics and you begin to sing with it did you know that the bible says that death and life 
is in the power of your tongue. So if you start thinking about being suicidal, it may not hit you at that moment, but very soon you'll have those thoughts. You know why? Because you polluted your mind with the filth of the world. And that's not God's plan for you. God's plan is to get you, clean you up, detox your mind and say, man, this is some ugly toxin. Get this out of here. Whoa, this is some deep toxin. Move that one out of the way. Hallelujah. Okay, there's some toxins starting to come in. Holy Spirit, we're going to step right in that moment right there. I'm going to let my spirit just start to move and replenish that with restoration. Hallelujah. That person that thought about suicide is going to be restored. That person that needs healing and is dealing with sickness is going to be healed. That person that struggles with depression is going to overcome depression because I'm doing a new thing in their mind right now. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. That's why it's fun to sin and to enjoy what you do. We all sin, right? But there's certain things that we love to, we love to enjoy that doesn't bring honor to God. Those, you will eat of its fruit. That's why you struggle. That's why you can't keep your mind together at night. That's why you're struggling so much. This is why you come to church and you have to, you're like, I need the praise team to pump me up. Because I'm so down right now. It's not the praise team's job. It's your job. To make the connection with God. To let him transform your mind. And, and just to know that, God, if I'm singing these lyrics and, they don't, and they're talking about cheating or something like that, what am I saying? Because in the spiritual realm, it's very real. The physical realm, probably not. But in the spiritual realm, it's real. So be careful what you sing and say. Your words have the power to influence the spiritual realm. The toxic ideas that come and poison will certainly take you to a place you don't want to be. Let us stand. Next week we'll be reviewing part two. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, you know how I know God was speaking to most of you? Because at different parts of time, your spirit, I, I could tell your spirit was like, what is he saying? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, he's right. Oh, I heard that. Mm, yes. That wasn't me. That was God. He wants to detox the mind. Before you can start fighting spirits, you got to have the mindset of Christ. You got to know that, that your mind has to just get rid of the toxin. Get rid of the things that are in there, hallelujah, that don't honor God. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you feel moved by this word that God has given, I'm going to ask that you don't hold back. Just come to the front and have a moment with you and God. Have a moment. Have a moment. God wants to do something with your life today. If you've never experienced God at this level, just know that God has you in his arms. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, church. I just need some real people. I need people that are not ashamed that, hey, even pastor's not perfect. As a matter of fact, if I had the mic to somebody else, I would do the same. I'd come up here and pray. 
I just want you to give it to God right now. Hallelujah. I want you to pour out your mind to God and just say, God, remove the filth. Remove these toxins, God, that have been poisoning my mind, God, that have been telling me that I'm not worth it, God, that have been telling me I'm, I'm worthless, God, that I'll never amount to something, God. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're there right now sitting there. You're standing there. Maybe you're there following online. Let God begin to move in your life right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church.